Wie werden wir das auch Detroit Strange? This podcast. Yeah, the one you're listening to. I was trying to figure I it out and I couldn't do it that fast. I was surprised I remember Ben Benito's that quickly. I, I it was great. It, right. it was beautiful. I loved it. Um, yeah, welcome back to Detroit Strange. We're back. That's Jess over there. And that's Alex over there. Yes. What? What's I look for? Oh, I was just looking. Oh, I was okay. just looking. Sorry. Uh, I tweeted at the governor today. I retweeted her, actually. I commented on her tweet. Okay. <laughs> we got there eventually. We did. We did. What did you... She tweeted something like, even though it's July 1st, like, Pride Month is like, you've got an ally in the, in the governor's office 365 days a year. I'm like, yes. I literally like just said, yes, queen. Thanks for supporting the LGBT community. And then also had a gif of Alyssa Edwards just going, yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So that was my political activism for the day. Good job. Well done. Responding to the governor's tweet. <laughs> oh, I, what did I do today? Um, it is a good question. I've been cleaning all week. I cleaned a lot today. Um, That's generally what happens after two feet of water is in your basement. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of, after our recording last week, actually. Really? Yep. Yep. Uh, it was very strange. It was really rainy. It, it was very rainy. Wet, and, even. Yep. And the very weird thing wet. is, I didn't take the freeway home, and it started raining, like, bad when I was on my drive home. And I'm so yeah. excited I didn't take the freeway home. Yeah, I, like, thought about you last something. I hope she's okay, because it was, like, started raining. Mm -hmm. I've, I've never driven in rain like that. I can say that for sure. If I wasn't so close to home, uh -huh. I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> yeah. You probably just had to pull off to the side of the road, just wait it out. Yeah. I, which is not ideal. No. I mean, and all those people got stuck. Oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, if you experienced anything in the flood. Great flood. Yes. We are, uh, we're with you and we're sorry that you're experiencing that. It's not great. And, no, it sucks. You know, if there's anybody out there you can help with it. Please do. <laughs> yeah. As we say in the show, help a hoe out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I've just been, you know, trying to read more. <laughs> How's that been going? I, I've i actually read for the past, I think, four or five days in a row. Ooh. Which for me is is pretty good because I usually go through like a one day thing and then like. That's it. Yeah. Many days without. And it's been kind of nice. I've just been going and sitting out in the front porch enjoying. Oh, yeah. Like. Later in the daytime, kind of. Oh, yeah. Not quite night, not day anymore. Time. That's what I do yeah. my best reading, too, is like in the hammock at that time of day. Yeah. And it's been wonderful. So this is the summer of books. Yes, I know. <laughs> I like actually started like I like, took a pause from the last like I was reading like the second book in the Crazy Rich Asian series. Mm -hmm. And. I was getting towards the end and I'm like, I know this last chunk is going to fly and I want to savor it. So I'm going to take a break. And then like today I started back up again and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. I love that. Yeah. I love that you're doing that. I also got the first two Witcher books. <laughs> Mine are mostly self-help books. Uh, nice. Because <laughs> that's what I like to read about, apparently. Uh, there, there's yeah. a few essay based books, though, too, of like other people's experiences and things like that. Those are always fun. Yeah. I do like a good collection of essays. 
as I've mentioned, I do tend to like slide into the the nonfiction more. So fair. Uh-huh. Oh, actually, though, I do have a book for one of our future episodes, too, Ooh. that I just got in the mail the other day. So yes. it's on my roster. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do have some corrections from last week. Okay. So there's three of them. One of them. Man versus food did not choose a Coney dog. Okay. I think I, I said that they did. Uh, American Coney Cannon has closed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yelp read closed. Yeah. And the last review is from like six years ago. So it might've been a while ago. And George Caros, the previous owner of Lafayette, he actually passed away in 2019, not 2020. Okay. Yeah. I just, I don't like to leave For sure. stuff floating I mean, out there if yeah. I've heard or know or found out. So yeah. Correction. Corrections. Mm-hmm. I remember I was going to talk about. Okay. I married people last weekend. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Like, uh, perform my first marriage ceremony. So that's exciting. And thank God the rain held off because it was on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, please, please just hold off because mm-hmm. they'd already had to replan their wedding three times. I'm like, oh my God, just not right. And it didn't. It didn't rain. It was lovely, humid, but lovely. And we got it done. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm so glad yeah. that it held off and that they had a nice, yeah. beautiful day. Yeah. She looked great in her dress. Yeah. Uh, What were you going to say? I was just going to say, is this a new side gig for you now? I wouldn't mind. I I think it would only be for people I know. Okay. Because like, I'd feel phony writing a ceremony for someone I didn't know and just being like, generic stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Love is patient. Love is kind. (laughs) You know, that really unique reading they never do in weddings. Yeah. Like, I feel like every wedding I've been to uses that one. Love is patient. Love is kind. I mean, I've been to a lot that use it. I'm not going to say every, though, because I've also been to some where, yeah, somebody, like, personally wrote. Yeah. I think it's yeah. more fun that way. Oh, yeah. If I ever got married, that's what I want to do. Yeah, probably same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to have a priest marry me. Not that I think anyone would, but, like. <laughs> oh, no. I have I would go so simple on the whole ceremony. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I, you know, would unless it was really important to the other person. Right. I'm not looking to do like a huge thing. I just want to 20 minutes tops. Yeah. Nice. Pretty. Yeah. And, you know, for short, us. sweet and to the point. Yes, exactly. I would like a destination. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. I like a vacation. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think destination weddings can be fun, especially and that way, too. You can keep it smaller and just invite the people you actually want. Mm-hmm. And then if people come, they come. And if they don't, they don't. And that's right. fine. That's, right. that's a choice and whatever. Yeah. No big deal. And then have like a picnic or something at home. Right. And yeah. lo- I have been to stuff like that. And I do enjoy that, too, where it's just kind right. of like more of a laid back. Like, hey, not that I have something against large, you know, you do you kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's all but, what you want. Yeah. So... Yeah, well, I'm so glad you did that, though. Me too. Yay. Yeah. Congratulations, Grayson. Ryan. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Very excited for them. Yeah. Glad this finally happened. I know they're both probably relieved it's over. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So we're actually sipping on something together today. We are. I made drinks. You did. I have this lovely straw and this stemless wine glass thank you i'm making noises oops that's okay uh i didn't try it how is it it's good it's good yeah 
Good. I made a lemonade and blueberry vodka for myself. Okay. And then Jess is drinking an iced tea with peach and orange blossom vodka and a splash of lemonade. It just tastes like iced tea pretty much. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like I would not have known that this was an adult beverage of it of any kind. Love that. Is like the, just the tea taste is so strong or? Yes. The tea is really strong. It definitely like has like a little fruity, but it's not as strong. So like okay. I wouldn't even be like, oh, this is like peach tea or, you know, I wouldn't be able yeah. to. The fact that it's like a blossom too. That's usually not like a strong flavor. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. But it's lovely. Good. It's very refreshing. So thank you. Very appropriate summer drinks. Mm hmm. Yeah, because we're in. We're in summer now. It's July. We sure fucking are. I hope everybody had a good July 4th. Yeah. Um, hasn't happened yet for us, but we'll get no. there. I was just about to say, I know I did, but no. <laughs> I have no idea. We'll see. Yeah. We'll report back in the next episode. <laughs> um, are you ready for a story? I am pumped for a story. Yes. So this is actually... I got this one out of one of the YouTube rabbit holes I've fallen. Love that. So the inspiration for this story actually comes from a YouTube video by a channel called Bright Sun Films. Okay. They have a series called Abandoned. And it's, as you can guess, about abandoned buildings or abandoned ideas, abandoned projects, et cetera, et cetera. That tracks. Um, Mm -hmm. Good name choice. Yeah. But have you heard of the Southwest Detroit Hospital? Yes. You're pretty close to it, right? Yes. Like, do you drive past it often? Like, I've walked past it a little bit. I've definitely driven past it sometimes, but not knowing what it was until I walked past it. And then I was like, oh, wait, because I actually I remember none of this because it was a long time ago. I did start to research this building and then uh, got sidetracked like in the beginning. Yeah. Like this is like almost two years ago. I was probably looking into it. Oh, really? Yeah. And I watched a couple things on it, but I, the information, I, this is still going to be new to me because yeah. I've basically forgotten most of it. Oh, for sure. So I'm excited to hear a deeper dive than I ever, you know, because I, I didn't oh, go that sure. far. Yeah. So I'm super excited you did this. And yeah, they're they're doing something with it, I believe, right now. I'll get to that at the end. Oh, duh. that uh, makes sense. <laughs> but for those of you who don't know, it's a hospital located in the Mexican town neighborhood of Detroit. It was the first Detroit hospital to hire and accredit black doctors and nurses, which was an uncommon occurrence at the time. And it was one of the last segregated hospitals built in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Just, just. Yeah. Bonkers. Mm-hmm. Wild. Um, so just some background. So before and during the civil rights movement, hospitals were still largely segregated. Black doctors only getting jobs at black hospitals. Um, and it was uncommon for these hospitals to be working with larger hospitals and weren't able to offer the level of care as the white hospitals were. And this led to poorer health amongst the black population and people of color population as well. Just kind of not white. Yeah. So in the late sixties, there were a few smaller black only hospitals in the city. Uh, I have four of them, Boulevard General, Del Rey General, Burton Mercy and Trumbull General. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trumbull General being the newest of the four. Not that important, though. Okay. But they, so the four of them merged to form one larger hospital to increase the level of care they could provide. Mm-hmm. And this is how the Southwest Detroit Hospital came to be. Mm-hmm. They came up with an idea for a 246-bed hospital that would cost around $21 million, which adjusted for inflation would be about $154 million today. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy because, like, that's not, I mean, that's a lot of beds, but that's not that many beds for a hospital right. either. That's relatively small as far as, like, 
Especially to today's standards too. Just yeah. like they make massive hospitals, yeah. like just medical complexes, campuses even. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I lived in LA, the one I went to was like a city. Yeah. <laughs> like I went to everything all in the same right. area, but it was nice because it was also on the rail line. So oh, you nice. Know, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. Oh, I love when I can take public transit somewhere. Oh, it was like beautiful. Like, it was glorious. Yeah. Um, so the structure is a glass and sheet metal design, uh, mm-hmm. kind of just very typical of the 70s kind of modern design then. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, construction would finish in 1974 and the hospital would open that same year. Things went swimmingly for the first few years. Not great, but fine. Okay. Like by the time the hospital was open, segregated slash black only hospitals were kind of like on their way out. So the budget was slashed, which was like... Obviously not a great thing for the, like a small hospital that now couldn't afford or couldn't offer as much because their budget was cut. Yeah. So just like already off the bat, like strike against. Well, at a deficit. Like, right. Yeah. Just not great. The late seventies brought controversy and lawsuits, unfortunately. In 1977, a doctor by the name of Leonardo Lopez was charged with selling illegal amphetamines. Oh, great. Yeah, not ideal. He was suspended from practicing medicine for six months, and he was actually allowed back to the hospital under the condition he could only prescribe there, which I'm guessing that means that, like, he could not, like, give people medicine out of the hospital or, like, write them prescriptions for elsewhere, kind of just, like, the meds would be prescribed and administered in the hospital. That's my guess. Yeah. Still, though, that's... Uh, Yeah, I feel like... Not great. No. (laughs) Not ideal. No. And this was just kind of the most notorious of the 86 doctors who faced charges for a variety of unethical medical decisions at this hospital. Oh, my gosh. Um, But they managed to hold on until the late 80s, early 90s. And kind of the nail in the coffin would be in 1987, a woman by the name of Elise Thornton stayed Mm. in the hospital for 21 days following a stroke. Okay. So she was discharged, even though she thought she was in an unstable condition to be discharged. Mm -hmm. So she ended up suing the hospital and the case was heard by the sixth district court in 1990. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both the sixth district court and the circuit court of appeals ruled that Thornton Thornton was stable enough to be discharged from the hospital. While this seems like a win, the case damaged the already damaged reputation of the hospital. So kind of, didn't wasn't great. Um, the hospital would only make it one more year after this and would uh, declare bankruptcy in 1991. Okay. Uh, and they managed to keep some operations going until 1993 until eventually just everything in the building stopped. So it made it less than two decades. Yeah. That's so. Right. Uh... But in 1996, it kind of got a new life. Okay. Sorry, I needed a sip. <laughs> Um, In 1996, Harley K. Brown, a Detroit businessman and developer, had his company, Ultimed, purchase the building for just $1.5 million. Okay. After, like I said, the building cost $21 million to make. Yep. Um, So he got it for a deal. adjusted for inflation. Yeah. Got a deal. He then reopened the hospital under the name United Community Hospital in 1997. Uh Uh-huh. In 1999, $6 million was invested to renovate and update the first two floors of the hospital. Okay. Despite all of this, the hospital didn't exactly soar. 
Okay. There was a lot of corruption amongst the directors. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were not handling the money well or ethically for that matter. Uh, it was using funds from small businesses that Ultimate was insuring, along with the $15 million in taxpayer dollars from Wayne County for things like lavish non-business-related trips to Vegas, the Virgin Islands, Japan, and China. And of course, when you're out on the town, you got to have fancy meals. They went out for a bunch Naturally. of expensive dinners. Mm-hmm. Probably the weirdest one that I found was Brown was accused of using funds to further his boxing career. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he himself wasn't the boxer, but he wanted to become a fight promoter and a manager of Tommy the Hitman Hearns, who was, I guess, trying to make a comeback at the time. I feel like this is like a weird rich dude trope of like, guy becomes really rich, but like he never became a fighter, but he wants to be involved in like boxing or ultimate fighting or like whatever, just to be like, right, big, bad. Yeah, just kind of like whatever. And I... mm, I don't get it. Me neither. Couldn't possibly. Yeah. Oh, don't fight. Right. I'm a lover, not a fighter. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, so the ultimate was, like I said, they were in sh- like small businesses in Wayne County were coming to them and being like, they like made an HMO and we're like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, we'll cover this, this and this at our hospital. If you pay us this much money kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They weren't paying out the claims though. Oh, great. So on top of spending all this money on themselves, they um, led to like they weren't paying out the claims and it led to over 1500 complaints to the county of claims not being paid. Yeah. That is. uh, Right. So just like not good shit. But in 2005, a financial group called Kennedy Funding invested $2.5 million after describing the building as, quote, dilapidated and nearly unoccupied, in dire need of immediate renovation and upgrade. Uh, even with the grants from the government, the hospital was still making bad money moves. So they, they got the money to do stuff and just, just kind of wasn't. Well, they were still being shady. It sounds right. like just. Right. You know, so, that's not something you come back from. Right. And just like the reputation too, at that point of like, oh yeah, my claims aren't getting paid out. Like, yeah. I'd be pissed. Yeah. In January of 2006, there were ne- nearly $2.5 million of unpaid claims. Oh my gosh. No. Yeah. So the Michigan Office of Financial and Insurance Regulation placed Ultimed into rehabilitation and the courts appointed a rehabilitator. Kind of help okay. get them back on track. Yeah. But not sure how good it did them because in 2007, the building was completely abandoned and all maintenance to the building stopped. Wow. Water got in through the loading dock and just a whole bunch of mold started growing. Naturally. Vandals got in and completely just destroyed the place. Like there was graffiti on every surface you could put graffiti on. Mm-hmm. The wiring was stolen, every window broken. Mm-hmm. All the valuable stuff gone. Right. Isn't there, though, like files and stuff everywhere or something? Yeah, that's like they abandoned the building and they just left all the medical records. That's so bad. I Like literally wrote HIPAA be damned. Like, yeah. Just like because like in the video, which I'll post a link to on the Facebook uh, because he has good great. He actually goes inside the building and has footage mm-hmm. of what it looked like inside. And you can just see there's offices of just 
shit ton of medical records just in cabinets around the room. Which is just, it's just hard to believe that there was nothing in place to go in there and clean those out, at least. Yeah. Like, when the building was abandoned. like Right, you think the county would want to, especially because, like, yeah. they're the ones using the building, kind of, you know? Like, yeah. If they were being insured by them, their employees, you know? Yeah. No, that's so weird. Yeah. And so... The outside got so bad that city officials had to step up and get the building owner to clean it up, which was still like Harley Brown. He still owned the building after all this somehow. Okay. So he got like. Well, he didn't sell it. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I don't know if he had the the the, like um, sheet metal cleaned or replaced, but that's basically what happened. I don't think there's windows in it still. Okay. Yeah. Which makes sense because why put windows in if they're just going to get broken kind of thing. Yeah. Not great for the building, but. There was also a rumor going around that an urban explorer, that's what they called him in the article, urban explorer, Mm -hmm. uh, discovered a dead body in the elevator shaft that was completely encased in ice. Oh, God. So the story was correct, but wrong location. So it wasn't in the Southwest Detroit Hospital. It was actually in a warehouse not too far from the hospital. Okay. Uh, So not this building, but there's a nugget of truth in there. Yeah. Well, the sad thing is that it's not. It's it's kind of plausible that that could have happened there because oh, for sure. it's just been sitting there and obviously a lot of people have gotten in and messed with it. And yeah. yeah. So in 2017, the inside of the building had deteriorated so much that they just went in and tore everything out till it was like down to like, I'm going to say down to the studs, but there were no studs. So it was just steel and concrete. It's a commercial building. Yeah. Okay. So they basically just tore everything out. So they cleaned it all out. And the bright side to that is if someone does want to redevelop it, the hazardous material removal has already been done. That's huge. Yeah. Because that's, that's like a big cost. Yeah. With redevelopment. Yeah. Which, getting to that, the current fate as we were talking about it, mm-hmm. nobody's quite sure what's happening with it. So I found one article from Cranes Detroit, but it was behind a paywall, so I didn't get much more than the title, but it was basically just like <laughs> Southwest Detroit Hospital on the fast track for demolition. Okay. Uh, but then there was another article from like within a month of this one from the free press mm-hmm. that says that there's a sign on the building advertising redevelopment, but it kind of just sounds like that's more like wishful thinking than any kind of solid plan. I want to say, I might be wrong, but I want to say I saw like one of those like handmade billboards or something Okay, near it. But I, I could be, I did yeah. not prepare for this. Right, so I right. don't know what my memory is, but I want to say something like that. But again, it, like you said, it could be like right. wishful thinking. And like he kind of talked about in the video of like redevelopment is definitely an option. Mm-hmm. Like you could turn it into like commercial space or oh, like yeah, business easily. space. But the building layout is kind of weird because like between, I think like either, I think it's between the second and third floors. There's like a mezzanine level that's used for like utilities and stuff. Okay. So just kind of a little wonky in that aspect because like mm-hmm. it was originally set up to be a hospital. It's just hospital architecture is just inherently different than other architectures yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah. Although, I mean, like in Traverse City, they turn uh, the old asylum, which, you know, a yeah. form of hospital um, into there's like, artist space in there and coffee shops and maybe some restaurants or something like that. Love Not, that. It's a whole campus. So the whole thing yeah. hasn't been renovated, but I know like at least one or two of the main buildings have been turned into like useful spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Hopefully something like that could happen. Cause like 
I don't know. The design of the building is cool. I like that they have round windows on the side for the stairwell. Very uh, 70s. Oh, yeah. Delightfully. Um, And just like their logo was cool. They had a, like a very 70s logo. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the end of what I could find on the Southwest Detroit Hospital. Uh, just my sources before I forget. Oh, yeah. Wikipedia. As I mentioned, ep- it's episode 38 of Abandoned, which I said was a YouTube series by Bright Sun Films, um, Detroit Urbex, and Metro Times. Now, one question. And Detroit, but paywall. Yeah. So fuck them. <laughs> yeah. It's weird because they'll send me a hard copy of the, their news. I get, like, I get the cranes in my, news, in my mailbox. Oh, interesting. I, know, I don't well, pay for it. I used cranes for my story last week. But it's also, stuff. I was going to say, I read that like so long ago. I know I didn't pay for it, but um, yeah. So thank you, Cranes, even though Alex isn't. Yeah, apparently. Uh, <laughs> You're good to me in physical copy, but you won't fucking <laughs> let me read the article online. But I do have a question because I've seen this come yeah, up yeah. on a number of lists. Is it haunted? Because I have seen it come up on lists, but I've. Of course, that's where I like tried to slide into more and I couldn't find yeah, anything other than it's like old. So like maybe. But it's not even that old. Right. 74 isn't that old. And like. Not even 50 years old yet. No, getting close though. Yeah. But yeah, I could, didn't really see anything about it being haunted. I didn't look too hard. The, the spookiest thing I could find is the dead body. Rumor. Yeah. Yeah. And also just like, I don't know. It was a hospital and it said it wasn't only open for like a couple of decades. Yeah. So I could kind of see it going either way. Cause I could yeah. kind of just see it being like, it was just a medical building, mm-hmm. you know, nothing super tragic happened there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always, Even the people who died there probably were just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I don't want to stay here. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of what I figured when I didn't see much come up other than I've seen it on lists is like, yeah. Ooh, isn't this, but I think it is because there has been a lot of urban exploring there. So like, I think because of that, that auto, for some people like automatically adds a level of like, yeah. well, yeah. Maybe it's haunted then because it's got that like aesthetic. Right. And like it was like an important hospital. I think it was like just a little bit too late in the game. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. Like it sounds like they were kind of planning on segregation lasting a little longer than it didn't, which just, thankfully it didn't. Yeah. And what's even more sad is like built in 74 and it was one of the, it was like, I'm pretty sure it was the, I read it was the first Detroit hospital to hire and accredit black doctors and nurses. That's insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Oh, man. So hopefully they redevelop it into something with a greater future. Yeah. But. Or maybe like the aliens will take it over. I hear. Yeah. There's supposed to be a lot of alien activity going yeah. on now. They don't call them UFOs anymore. What do they call it? Like. Uh, UFAs? Is I that think it? so. UFA? I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Which I forget what that actually. Yeah. It's like unidentified flying, like an anomaly. Ass. I think anomaly. Oh. Ass too. <laughs> anomaly makes sense. Well, yeah, because they don't want to necessarily say what it is or isn't. Right. I, I, I can respect that. I understand using that. Do you think aliens also, exist? How are you? What's your stance on oh, aliens? Oh, for sure. Okay. 100%. And it's like the most terrifying, freaky thing to me ever. Or, I mean, I've mentioned to you when I was a kid. And then yeah. I loved looking at the stars, but I would never, ever want to be outside by myself and make my parents carry me in when I was tiny yeah. because I was terrified the aliens would come. 
definitely had a lot of tear over that then. I don't know that I'm necessarily scared of it now, but there is like a large unknown quality, but also the fact that like we're on this tiny speck of dust amongst all these other tiny specks of dust, like millions and millions and billions of them. And that's only like one freaking galaxy with it. You know what I mean? Like it just keeps space is fucking I like I think one of the reasons I didn't fuck with it so long is just because like it's just hard to it's wrap terrifying. your head around and like what? It's terrifying. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know what like I have no strong feelings either way about aliens, but like I remember Trixie and Katya on their web series uh, talked about um, they did an episode about space and Katya said something like they're either not out there or they like found us and they're like, they're not even worth it. I, I mean, I can definitely believe that. I think right. there's, there's like so many different theories and actually I've been listening to a UFO centric podcast lately. Oh, nice. Uh, well they do during the summer, they talk about UFOs specifically. It's a paranormal oh, podcast. They talk about that during the summer specifically. Yeah. Um, if you're into that stuff, you should listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. It's a delight, it, but it is interesting. And sometimes they come up with theories or their guests will come on with a theory or whatever. And it's interesting because there's theories like, Okay, so there's like the classic alien theory or the Gray's theory, right? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But then there's also things that like aliens could exist with us right now, but on a different dimension that our brains can't process because we're here living in this dimension. Uh And they might be at like the fifth, sixth, seventh or, you know, whatever dimensions. Yeah. Uh, So so they could be literally next to us right now, but we don't know because we can't perceive or see them because our brains are not capable of that. We haven't like reached that status yet. And then there's some that, um, yeah, they can come visit and then they leave or, you know, they do their thing or whatever, uh, or their experiments or, you know, whatever the case may be. Also, there's not going to be just one. Yeah. Um, The dimensions one is the one that I've been thinking the most about, though, lately, because that one's just very interesting because that means that they're like on this like psychic level of existence that we don't understand. So like their brains are so powerful. Yeah. That they they're they're beyond you know, what we can comprehend at this point in time, which is just interesting. And I don't know, it's interesting to think about. I, for some reason, do you feel like it's not going to be a threat? Yeah. I feel like a lot calmer as an adult about it than I was right. as a terrified child. Uh, I mean, who's to say, who knows, but I don't think we're going to have like a Independence Day moment happen. I've never seen Independence Day. Worth a watch? Um, If Maybe you like action now. movies... Okay. And Will Smith. I don't know if that was, I don't dislike him, but he's never like someone I'm like, yeah, I want to watch a movie because he's in it. He's a, well, he's a good actor. I will he say is. that. I will, oh, for sure. He is good in that movie. I'm not a big action movie person, but I mean, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I enjoyed yeah. it at one point. I know that I can tell you that. Yeah. But it is interesting. All this stuff is interesting to kind of think about. And I, I take it all with a grain of salt, but I, I do think it's interesting to listen to theories I know they're supposed to be like releasing some stuff. The the government's yeah. supposed supposedly yeah. going to be releasing stuff. I don't think it's happened yet. Maybe it has by the time this comes out because it's supposed to be right around now. Yeah. Um. Some uh, declassified, well, formally classified information yeah. declassified. Uh, which could be interesting. I know Tom DeLonge of Blink One Eighty Two is yes. big into that. So because he has what is it called the Star Something Academy. Okay. Might be the no Starfleet Academy, but that also might be a Star Wars, no, Star Trek reference, and I can't remember. 
Yeah, we are not this a is, Star Trek or Star Wars podcast. No, I've I've watched both, but I cannot get I don't think I've ever seen anything Star Trek related. Oh, it was a big see, Star Trek like house at my see, house. I feel like up. that's the better one of the two. I think it matters what you're geared more towards. Because I'd okay. say like if you're more of an if you want more action and kind of like then Star Wars is gonna have a lot more action because it's yeah. like literally called Star Wars. And it's more of a movie too, like because yeah. Star Trek's a TV show. Like, there's been mm-hmm. movies, but like mm-hmm. Star Trek does because it's a TV show though too. It goes more in depth with characters, yeah. obviously, and some really badass characters like Janeway. Oh, for sure. That's like the that's kind of the reason why I want to start it is because it was such a groundbreaking show, and mm-hmm. ha- all happened because of Lucille Ball. Did you know that? This sounds familiar, but but I don't know why. Because I feel like maybe Desilu Studios me. were the ones who picked up Star Trek, oh, and like okay. she. Like after I love Lucy, she went on to be a bad bitch in the TV industry. Yeah, like she yeah. kind of like, I'm pretty sure she was one of the first female executives in like the film and TV industry. I, I remember reading I adore that. that. Yeah. I no. absolutely adore that. I'm so excited about the biopic they're making of her. Mm-hmm. Star, I think it's, is it Nicole Kidman? I don't know. I'm going to just real yeah, quick. Yeah. Go ahead and look it up really quick. No, but she's, she's, she's an amazing woman and the the world was lucky to have her. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I and start. Could been. Start. Oh, okay, it is. When Javier Bardem playing Desi, <laughs> love that. But Star Trek made some like really big bold decisions early on in their programming that I think is really cool. They 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 did a lot of historical moments on TV. Yeah, which I think is great, and like a lot of really awesome character choices. And I George Takai is a treasure. I love George Takai. I've only seen the original series like in clips and stuff, maybe yeah. here or there, but my, my mom was big into Star Trek. So it was on in my household growing on a lot, Love but that, that was next generation years and into like deep space nine. And I think Voyager maybe, I don't remember what year that came out, but so I've seen them. I've seen some of the movies uh, for sure, but I, it's one of those things I'm interested in to a little, a little bit, but I don't seek out myself. If that makes sense. Exactly. That's why I'm with Dr. Who. But I, yeah, well, no, I did watch, uh, the one doctor, uh, which Matt, one? uh, Smith, Matt Smith. Oh, gotcha. 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 I loved Matt Smith. And then right after that, it was the Scottish guy and he was great, but he wasn't funny. And I liked Matt Smith cause he was kind of the goofy, funny yeah. doctor and like it was cheesy and I loved it. And then the, the Scottish guy, I forget his name, but he was very serious yeah. as a doctor. Very different vibe. Yeah. I know I have to go watch the David Tennant. Yeah. I, ones. I'm not forcing you to. I've, I've heard I should. I was, somebody told me to start there. Somebody else told me to start with Matt Smith. I think I should, probably should have started with. Tenet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like David. I like both of them. Mm-hmm. I started watching um, Good Omens that David Tennant's in. He plays mm-hmm. the devil or like not the devil, one of the demons. Yeah. Yeah. I got into him actually because he was in Jessica Jones and I loved okay. the first season of Jessica Jones was so good. And he plays, honestly, in my opinion, one of the worst villains ever in all comic books. Okay. And I will, I will stand by that because he, he has the power of mind control. That's a, that's a bad bitch power. It's a terrifying power. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because it doesn't matter what the other person has. He can use their power by channeling through them and making them do whatever. Right. And that's terrifying. So like. He can literally weaponize any other person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he can also like, well, he can make people fall in love with them. Yeah. So like that's terrifying too, because that should be a genuine thing, not yeah. a you know, whatever thing. And it's right. just, he was terrifying, and he was great though. Love it. He's the Purple Man. 
Ooh, okay. Any comic book people out there who have not watched the series. Also, fun fact, only comic book series I own, Jessica nice. Jones. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I actually, I yeah, I read them. <laughs> I, every once in a while, I can get into comic book series. It's pretty rare, though. Mm-hmm. Again, it's one of those things that's not my main go-to. Yeah. And it's a very expensive hobby. So, like, that's Ooh, another reason yeah. I'm, like, not pushing myself to. I have read a few here and there. Like I said, the only ones I own are those ones, but... I think it's interesting. I think it's a really beautiful art form. Oh, for sure. And a really great storytelling tool. So I'm interested in it, but from like a observer perspective, generally speaking. For sure. I do. I have had fun at Comic Cons though. I've been to two. Okay. <laughs> I've never been to a Comic Con, but I've been to like an anime and manga con because they used to have one at Grand Valley. Okay. So I, Similar. I have a feeling Similar they're vibe. not that far off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I went to them just to kind of see, yeah, just you know what it's to. like. And it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed myself both times. Yeah. And then one time I met, uh, what is his name? He's an actor. He plays Mark in Empire Records. I know that movie's old for you. Oh, I actually, I own that movie. I never watched it yet. Oh, I love Empire Records. Uh, he's also in Grace and Frankie, Grace and Frankie. And I, why am I? Ethan Embry. I met Ethan Embry. He was right. delightful. Nice. Mm-hmm. He was very nice. Um, he did remove a piece of hair from my friend's face. That was nice of him. Mm-hmm. But yes, come cons. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know that I would go every time, but I, I would go again. I would, I would be down to go to one. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a really fun, very large tangent, but I really enjoyed yeah. talking about aliens because it has been on my brain. Good. Probably why I made a comment in the first place subconsciously. But would you feel all right about playing a game? Absolutely. Okay, good. Because it's about cannibals. Love it. (laughs) So we're going to do a two truths and a lie. Two of these situations are actual situations where cannibalism happened. One of them is not. Okay. Okay. One. During the Great Gale Storm of 1871, a man was sailing with his family from the Netherlands. After being stranded for months, he returned alone. Ooh. Number two. In 1874, a man led five men into the San Juan Mountains and came back alone after having survived a snowstorm, but also having had consumed them. Damn. Number three. After a ship sailing from France to Senegal ran aground in 1816 due to there not being enough lifeboats aboard for the 400 passengers and crew. Ooh. I'm going to go with number one being the lie. You are correct. That is a dang lie. <laughs> I don't know what about it. It was just like his family. I think they'd be like a little cold, especially the father, you know? Oh, dang the it. one who makes it out. Like, right. I shouldn't have kids. made a family. I shouldn't have made a family because I made that whole thing up. However, there was a great gale storm of 1871. Okay. <laughs> I went to the length of looking that up. Nice. Um, so the other two are true. So in 1874, Alfred Packer, a wilderness guide, led five men into the San Juan Mountains in Colorado. And this was in February in search for gold. Mm-hmm. Months later, he returned alone. What actually happened was only known to Packer. But as his story went, the party got lost in a snowstorm. This didn't seem true, though, as he was carrying the belongings of multiple men when he came back. After further questioning, he changed his story. His party died along the trail and they were forced one by one into cannibalism. Oh, God. When hikers traveled the path, five bodies were discovered near the same camp. 
nibbles taken out of them. Yes, but they were also at the same camp. So he said they died along the way, like they kept going. Yeah. So they wouldn't all be collected together. together. Yeah. Uh, Parker was confronted and his story changed again when he claimed that one of the travelers, Shannon Bell, had gone mad and killed the other men with a hatchet. So he shot Shannon in defense. He then consumed their flesh for survival. He was eventually convicted of manslaughter. Uh, the pass where they died is now called the Cannibal Plateau. Fitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next one is in early 1816, the Medusa sailed south to Africa from France to take to take control of newly acquired Senegal after the Napoleonic Wars. 50 miles offshore, the ship ran aground. There wasn't enough lifeboats, though, for the 400 passengers and crew to save everyone. 147 passengers who couldn't fit into the lifeboats crowded together on a makeshift raft, while others remained behind on the ship. At first, the raft was towed by some of the lifeboats, but then someone decided to cut the ropes. The raft drifted aimlessly for 13 days. People died from murder, being washed overboard, and starvation. Eventually, those living turned to cannibalism as well as drank their own urine. By the time the raft was discovered, only 15 of 147 people remained. Ugh. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I got a couple others. Of course. So this, some of these are a little well more known, but we'll just do a little snippet yeah. of it. So the Settlers of Jamestown. Founded in 1607, the first year was rough for the 104 English settlers. Only 38 would make it through the winter due to disease, drought, and terrible farming conditions. Things got worse when 300 new settlers arrived, followed by a very harsh winter in 1609. Some people began to eat their own boots even, while others chose to eat their neighbors. Damn. And I do have a quote. Quote, Nothing was spared to maintain life and to do those things which seem incredible as to dig up dead corpse out of a grave to eat them. Wrote Percy, one of the settlers. Damn. He goes on to say, quote, and some have licked up the blood which hath fallen from their weak fellows. <laughs> In 2012, archaeologists discovered the bones of 14, a 14-year-old girl. Her skull cracked open to remove the brain, evidence she had probably been cannibalized. Been cannibalized, yeah. Uh, 17th century medicine. This is kind of more of a general one, but it actually wasn't uncommon to consume powdered mummies and other body parts as medicine. Weird. Yeah. It was tough to stop internal bleeding and blood clots and menstrual issues. Uh, headaches and other ailments were prescribed to ingest a tincture of crushed skulls. Smithsonian Magazine states that, quote, In the 16th and 17th centuries, many Europeans, including royalty, priests, and scientists, routinely ingested remedies containing human bodies, blood, and fat as medicine for, for everything from headaches to epilepsy. Thank fucking God for the FDA. I know. It's so disturbing. They're not great, but they're not feeding us humans. Um, and then last but not least, and I'm not going to go too far into this because I know that, but do you have an idea of what I'm just, I have to Donner mention. Donner Party? Yeah, the yeah. Donner Party. So really quick, the Donner Party. If, if you don't know, you probably at least heard the name, but if you don't know out there, in the winter of 1846 and 1847, there was massive snowfall in the Sierra Nevada mountains and about 25 feet of accumulation. So shit ton of snow. Damn. Yeah. Uh, when the pioneers of the Donner Party, who had started their journey late, lost valuable time by taking a never traveled shortcut, they became trapped in the woods northwest of Lake Tahoe. Uh, they set up camp to wait it out. And so basically, long story short, there there was some some trying to get out of this. I'm not going to go too far into it because there's tons of podcasts and tons of like things oh, you can yeah. watch out there. And I'm sure many people have heard of it. Uh, 
but they did have to resort to cannibalism in yeah. order to stay alive. Um, uh, so stay on the right route, especially when you're a pioneer. Right. And there is now an area called Donner Pass in the mountains. Spooky. Yeah. On that note. Yes. I think we are wrapped like a human burrito. Ugh. Oh, I forgot to say my source. though was mental oh, yeah. floss. Of course. Of course. Show favorite. Yeah. A lot of articles about cannibalism on there. Oddly enough. Interesting. But now we are wrapped. Yes. Um, so if you want to follow us on our social medias, it's at Detroit Strange on Instagram and Twitter, Detroit Strange on Facebook, and our email address is DetroitStrange at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to support the show, there is, we've got some merch over at Threadless. Just look up Detroit Strange. You can go to Patreon, also Detroit Strange. Uh, and, you know, you can also leave us a five-star review on yes. Apple. And you know, if you do, I think we're gonna we're gonna be reading them. So please do. Yeah, do it. And other than that, I think until next, next time, time. Stay, strange. stay strange. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was recorded by Detroit's own Stacks and Violence.